Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, every day, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. Don't assume anybody's knowledge. Stayallday.com. exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has, relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. You gave me something really good. What can you get? DreAllDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You're now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you expected to achieve is yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get to use those personal initiative that is the go-getter energy that moves all of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together. We take all of it, and this is what we do. We package it up into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques, all underneath the umbrella of this unifying philosophy, this framework that has been created over here. We all know it, love it, and trust it by one name. It is called Work on Your Game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is how to be more precise in your work, in your communications, and in achieving your results. And before we get into exactly what this topic is for, a couple points that I want to make sure everyone knows is that, first of all, every day I send out a daily motivation text message for free that is guaranteed to keep you focused, sharp, and on point for the day in front of you. If you want to get that text, just text me at my number. Here's the number, 305-384-6894. Send a text to that number right now. And every day when I send out the daily motivation, you will be receiving the daily motivation. Secondly. Wherever you are listening to this show, I don't care if it's on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, wherever you're listening to the show, Google Play, Overcast, make sure you subscribe to the show. Subscribe and rate the show. If you're on an app that has ratings, please subscribe and rate the show. Why? Because that not only lets me know what value you're getting from the show, it also pushes the show up in the algorithm so that more people can know about it. The show becomes more discoverable, more findable. And more people can get the game the same way that you're getting the game. So any of you who's been wondering how can you help this show out, that's one way. Another way is, I've mentioned this probably a couple of weeks back, but if you want to give a donation, Cash App, Patreon, PayPal. I don't think I have Patreon. Cash App, PayPal, I have both of those down there. But one thing you can do immediately right now, wherever you're at, is just like and subscribe to the show so that you're getting every episode when it comes out. Since the show comes out every day, you don't want to miss anything. And you help move the show up in the rankings so more people can get the game same way that you're getting the game. So with that said, 
Now, let's talk about why this topic is the point of discussion here today. About being more precise in, in your work, communication, and, and your results. Now, we talked about accuracy in a lot of recent episodes, accuracy of thinking, how sometimes we cross ourselves up by using inaccurate formulas, how to make sure that we're using formulas that are actually accurate, why you don't want to try to be right over trying to be accurate, understanding those are two different things. This topic here today is a continuation of that subject. At least it rhymes with that subject, specifically when it comes to dealing with other people. That's what this one is about here today. So let's get straight to it. Point number one topic, once again, is how to be more precise in your work, communication, and your results. Number one thing you can do, make sure that you're being more precise when you're trying to get your point across and you're doing the thing that you're doing is communicate as if you're talking to a six-year-old. Yes, a six-year-old. Communicate like you're talking to somebody who is six years old. Now, why am I suggesting that you do this? I'm not telling you to do this because you're going to be patronizing to another person, like you're going to talk to them as if you think they lack intelligence. What I mean by this is when you are giving someone instructions or you are explaining a process to another person and telling them what steps to take, explain it in a way that a six-year-old could understand. So I don't mean in the way that you actually, like the way that you let the words come out of your mouth. I mean, in the words that you put together, the words that you actually use. That's what I mean. Make it clear enough that someone who does not have anywhere near your expertise or experience, they can understand it so that there should be no mental gaps for someone else to fill in when they are getting the game from you, when they are getting the process from you, when they're getting the steps from you, you're explaining to them. A six-year-old should be able to understand it, which means you don't leave anything to chance, i.e. you don't leave anything to assumption that someone understands something just because you understand it. This is one of the biggest challenges people have when giving instructions, especially when people get to the position of delegation, is they leave steps out. And you make these jumps in logic because your jumps are assuming that people understand how to get from step number three to step number four. My point here is, if you want to be more precise in your communication, is do not make any jumps in logic and do not make any assumptions that anyone understands anything. You want to teach everything from the ground up from zero. Just assume they know absolutely nothing. I remember back in episode 721, I had my sister Latoya Baldwin-Clark on the show and she doesn't work in this field anymore, but she told me when she first got out of college, she said this in an interview that she worked as a investment banker. And when she first got the job, she was coming straight out of an Ivy League college. But when she first got the job, they taught her the work as if she knew nothing. Because I asked her specifically, well, did your degree in college play any role in what they assumed you knew when you first started working there? She said, no, they taught me the job as if I didn't know anything. Like I was a person coming straight off the street. So that's one example. And this is a big company she was working for. I believe it was UBS, which is a bank that I believe actually I know still exists to this day. And they're a pretty big company and they've been around for a long time. And it sounds like they're doing pretty well. And one of the reasons is they don't assume that anybody knows anything. They teach everything from the ground up. Another example is Vince Lombardi. When he walked into the locker room to coach the Green Bay Packers, when he first got the job, he walked in with the football in his hand. And once he got all the players' attention, he looked at them all and he said, gentlemen, this is a football. 
And that was the start of his teaching. He taught them all from the ground up exactly how his style of football was going to be played. And he started by telling them this is a football. Again, you want to talk about assuming that people know nothing. He's talking to a bunch of professional athletes. And he started by telling them this is a football. And he explained it from the ground up. Another example, John Wooden, famous UCLA basketball coach. who won 12 championships in his time and is the all-time most championship winning his coach in NCAA Division I basketball history. When players would come play for him, he would teach the players how to put on their socks and how to tie their sneakers in practices and in games so that they could avoid blisters. Now, mind you, UCLA, John Wooden was recruiting the best of the best. Now, one of the reasons that he won so many championships, not necessarily because he was such a genius coach. He was a great coach, but also, on top of the fact that he had a lot of really talented players, he had guys like Bill Walton and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who you probably heard of. These are two of the greatest players of all time. And imagine how good they were in college. They were great in the pros. These guys were some of the players that he recruited, but he would teach them from the ground up as if they didn't know as much as they probably already knew. Another example, Phil Jackson, basketball coach who more contemporary. Many of you probably know about Phil Jackson. He coached guys like Kobe and Shaq, like Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman. Won a whole bunch of championships in his time. He's written several books as well that are worth your reading if you go get them. And Phil Jackson, every year during training camp with the Chicago Bulls and LA Lakers, he would take time out of practices during preseasons. He would teach the players, here's how you throw a chest pass. Here's how you throw an entry pass to the post. Here's the proper footwork to utilize to do a box out. Here's the way that you actually throw an outlet pass. He would teach this stuff. Now, mind you, he's teaching this stuff to the most talented players in the world. These are guys who are making millions of dollars to play basketball. They've already been in the league. This Phil Jackson wasn't coaching guys when they first came in the league. He was coaching guys who had already been in the league, already been all-stars. And he's coming in and he's teaching them these fundamental basics. Why? Because all of these guys, and UBS is a, an entity, but if you think of John Wooden, you think of Phil Jackson. These people are legends at what they do and have been widely recognized as some of the best at what they do. And they still teach things from the ground up because they want to be precise and they want to make sure not only that everyone understands exactly how they want things done, but they want to make sure everyone's on the same page. No matter how good you are, no matter how talented you are, making sure everybody's starting at a baseline ground level. A six year old. And this is why I'm telling you, explain as if you're talking to a six-year-old. They're old enough to understand language and understand what you're telling them. However, everything they, you tell them, they're going to take it literally. They're going to follow it exactly as you say. So this is why when you're talking to a six-year-old, you can't skip steps. Where you're talking to someone who's 36, you can skip steps assuming that they know stuff. But someone who's six, you can't assume they know anything. So this is why I'm telling you, don't assume anybody's knowledge. Don't gloss over details to the person that you're communicating with. This is especially important when you're explaining a process or you're documenting any type of operating procedure because anyone who has done so knows that any imprecision in doing so can lead to less than ideal results. So you want to be very precise at giving instruction and making sure somebody else follows it directly how it needs to be done. Moving on to point number two, today's topic once again is how to be more precise in your work and your communication and in your results. Number two, Here's a phrase. It's a phrase that says, you know what I mean. Anybody ever used that phrase before? You know what I mean? Everybody's used that phrase before. I'm suggesting if you want to increase your precision 
and communication and your precision in getting results because how you communicate with the people around you probably leads to what kind of results you get. Try to use this phrase less. Use this phrase less often. You know what I mean. Why? Because many times people don't know what you mean, and especially in the world that we have today where anyone can be a reporter, anyone can put out their own news items, and people are judiciously creating their own definitions of words to defend their own arguments. All right, you should not assume anybody knows anything. Don't assume they know anything that you mean because you and another person can be using the exact same word, the exact same phrase, and not be meaning the exact same thing. This is why if you listen to this show enough, you know, I often give you definitions for words and phrases before I start talking about them because I want to make sure you know what I mean before I start talking about something. Never assume that people understand what you're communicating unless you and that person have made it clear that they understand what you're communicating. Small miscommunications lead to big problems, folks. Your job of being precise in your communication is to make it exactly specifically clear what you mean so there's no ambiguity, no confusion. When you have those two things, ambiguity and confusion, it's your responsibility and your fault for allowing that to exist. And it's your responsibility to do something about it. This is especially important when considering your language, as I said earlier. Not everybody has attached the same meanings to certain words and phrases, even though you know anybody can use a dictionary. That's why it's your job as a leader. Your job as a communicator to do that up front do it for them so that, again, there are no mixed signals. So when you use some words, make sure that you and everyone who you're with, everyone you're communicating with, all understand that whatever words you're using and everyone's on the same page with what those words mean and you know what's being communicated there. This is one of the reasons why, as I said, I always use definitions. I want everybody on the same page. Point number three, today's topic, once again, is how to be more clear, direct, and precise in your work, communication, and results. Number three, same things, same way every time. This goes back to episode 2013. It's one of the episodes that I reference very often here on the show because this is the way that professionals get things done. This is the way that people who are known for what they do, they get things done this way. Same things, the same way every time. Being a professional is not about pulling a rabbit out of your hat and completing some magic trick every time that there's work to be done, it is about rather having a process to follow, executing on that process over and over and over again, and producing a similar result with very little variance over and over and over again. That's what professionals do. Whether you are following an athlete, whether you're following a business, you're looking at an entrepreneur, you're looking at a person at home taking care of their family. Usually people who do it consistently over an extended period of time, They're doing the same things the same way every time. Any of you who is a parent, maybe when it comes to taking care of your household, dealing with your kids, same things the same way every time. Any of you ever order from a company like Amazon, the same things the same way every time. The process goes pretty much the same every single time, regardless of the product that you bought from Amazon. If you have Amazon Prime, it's going to go the exact same way over and over and over again. If you went to McDonald's before, I wrote an article about this using it as an example. If you buy three Big Macs from three different McDonald's in the town that you live in right now, you go home, don't eat the Big Macs, just go home and open up all three Big Macs. You probably couldn't tell me which Big Mac came from which McDonald's location. Why? Because McDonald's has such a tight process that the outcome is exactly the same every time, regardless of which McDonald's you go to. Let's just assume they're all in the United States. 
that Big Mac's going to look exactly the same and it probably should taste exactly the same over and over again because their process is so tight. It doesn't leave anything to chance. It really has nothing to do with the people working there, honestly. It's all about them just following the process that McDonald's has laid out that is so tight that you have to actually try to mess up the process. This is how tight you want your process to be. It also means when we say the same things the same way every time, this is how you get precise outcomes, as I just explained. But it also means measuring the same way. In other words, when you're debriefing, when you're looking back at what you did, how do we measure what worked and what didn't work? There should be standard measurements on how we look at what we did, the same things, the same way, every time. That means the standards shouldn't change over and over again. You should make sure everybody's operating by the same playbook, meaning that you have standard procedures that everyone on the team is following over and over again, the same things the same way every time. And if someone's not following a procedure, it should be obvious. It should be clear. You should be able to point it out to them and they should know that they're not following the procedure as quickly as you pointed out to them. They probably know they're not following it before you even say anything. That's how tight your procedure needs to be. Now, if someone doesn't know, that means your procedure is not that tight or is not that clear. Either way, you're responsible. This level of precision will take some time and it will take a lot of focus, but if done properly, you won't have to do it over and over again because it will be so tight. Again, think McDonald's that you don't have to go through this. You don't have to keep reinventing the wheel. So you don't want things done improperly because then you'll have to do it over and over again and or be continually frustrated with the ongoing miscommunications and the lack of results amongst your people. So, for example, think of a place where you order food from that is consistently good. A restaurant you go to doesn't have to be a meal type food. It can be any kind of food, snack food, anywhere you go where the food is consistently good. They probably have procedures in place. It actually doesn't have to be a place that prepares the food for you. It could be packaged goods that you buy. It could be a bag of popcorn that you like. It could be anything where the food is consistently good. You like how it tastes and it tastes pretty much the same way every single time you get it. You got a favorite bag of chips or I got a Snickers bar in the refrigerator right now. Every time I'm eating a Snickers bar, it tastes exactly the same. Why? Because at the factory, wherever they make those Snickers bars at, they have the exact same process for making that bar over and over again. Who knows how many Snickers bars they make every single day? Probably hundreds of thousands of Snickers bars every single day. It's the exact same way over and over and over again. McDonald's example already used. Same way every time. Amazon, same way every time. Even if you think about Mother Nature, things that are not packaged goods, you think about an apple or a banana or a, a pear or some spinach or some lettuce, doesn't it taste the same way every single time? I mean, as long as it's fresh, doesn't it taste pretty much the same way? If someone blindfolded you and fed you an apple, a slice of apple, and they said, name that fruit, could you tell that it was an apple? Of course you could. Even though there are different breeds of apples, there's a certain taste to it that you know that it's an apple. So like down here in South Florida, for example, at different times of year, there's all these different breeds of apple. Right? You go to Whole Foods at certain times of year, probably in the summertime, and there's like 12 different kinds of apples that you can buy. But if you sliced all of them up and you fed someone blindfolded a piece of each one of those different breeds of apple, they all taste like, and they would all answer, that's an apple. What is that? It's an apple. And why am I bringing this up? It's something that's not even a pack is good. There's no people working on the process to manufacture an apple, but Mother Nature. The same things, the same way, every time. It produces the same results over and over and over again. So anything that you like to eat is a good example, at least if it's consistent, is that there's a process being followed over and over again. So example someone doing this incorrectly. 
there's an associate of mine who told me how at a certain food place, there's no operating procedure whatsoever, which means that depending on who's working that day at this particular food place, the food that you get could be completely different from one day to the next. So you could go in there on Tuesday and you order something like you order some wings and you get a certain type of sauce and it tastes a certain way on Tuesday. Then you go back there on Thursday, order the exact same order and it tastes completely different. Why? Because a different person working that day and they are making them their way as opposed to the way the other person made them. There's no tight process there. There's no process in place. So whoever's in charge of that place needs to put a process in place so that things come out the exact same way over and over again. Or what's going to happen is customers are either going to start complaining or they won't complain. They'll just stop showing up. That's basically what happens when the process is not tight enough and the results are not consistent. Human beings are creatures of habit. We like consistency. As long as something is consistent, we like it. Even if it's consistently mediocre, people will stick with it as long as they know what they're going to get. But when people don't know what they're getting and when it's kind of like a you're sticking your hand in Pandora's box, you don't know what you're going to get out of it. It's like a box of chocolates. To paraphrase Forrest Gump, you never know what you're going to get. Uh, people will stop showing up there because people just don't like surprises. People want to know exactly what they're going to get every single time. I remember as a kid, there was this pizza shop down the street from where I grew up. And my dad would always order pizza from there, maybe like on Fridays or Saturdays, he would order a pizza. And he would sometimes order a salad from this place. They would make these salads to come with the pizza. But he said, I remember one time he mentioned that he only ordered a salad from this place if a certain woman was working that particular night. Because as he said, he liked the way that she made the salads. But if she wasn't there and somebody else made the salad, he didn't like the way that they made it. This is an example of a company, a business, not having standard operating procedures because that woman made the salad how she made it. Then whoever else was there when she wasn't there, they made the salad how they made it. And this led to inconsistency. And this led to, like I just told you, my dad said, sometimes he will order it, which is extra money for the business because he bought something else. Sometimes he wouldn't order it, which means less money for the business. And he probably never told them, hey, I only ordered a salad when this woman is here because she makes it a certain way. If they had known that, then maybe, just maybe, they might have said, no, I'm going to come up with a process for making the salad. So it's the same way every time. So we can get this guy's money. We can get an extra $7 out of him every time he orders food from us. I don't think he ever told them that. So as a result of him not liking their inconsistency, he just kept his money in his pocket. So this actually cost that business money because they didn't have processes in place because their results were varying from person to person. You don't want this happening with you. And you can take everything I'm saying here today and apply it to yourself, to the person in the mirror. It doesn't have to apply to necessarily to other people, because until you get clear on your own personal procedures, it's going to be hard for you to execute like this with or for other people. So all that said, let's recap today's class, which is how to be more precise in your work, communication and results. As we have talked about accuracy in many recent episodes of the show, this is a continuation of that. So point number one, talk to a six year old. And what I mean by that is talk to someone who is wise enough and intelligent enough to understand what you're saying, but they're going to take everything you're saying literally, which means you can't skip steps. Do not assume anybody's knowledge. Don't gloss over any details. This is very important, especially when you're explaining a process. Point number two, you know what I mean. That phrase, you know what I mean, use that phrase less often because most of the time people don't know what you mean. People are changing definitions of words these days. People have different ideas of what phrases and words mean these days. So do not assume anybody knows anything. Don't assume that they know it the same way that you know it. 
So they might know it, but they think they know it one way. You think you know it a different way. That's where communication problems happen. So you want to make sure you're being fully clear, no ambiguity, no confusion. If that does happen, it's your responsibility and you need to fix it ASAP. So when you use words, make sure everyone knows exactly what that word means. Make sure everyone's on the same page. And I personally, this is why you always hear me use definitions. We talk about certain terms here on the show. I want everybody on the same page. And point number three, same things the same way every time. This is how to be precise in your outcomes. It means measuring the same way, having the same standards, making sure everyone's operating by the same playbook. For example, McDonald's, Amazon, Mother Nature. The results are the same over and over and over again because the process is followed over and over. Even if you've never been on the inside, know the process is the same every time because the fruits are the same. As you judge a tree by its fruits, literally. So that's because the process happens over and over and over and over again. So think of a place where you order food from that is consistently good. There are procedures in place for how they make their food so that it comes out the exact same way every time you order from them. And if you have a process that's producing a different outcome for each person who comes along, then people are going to start complaining because person A might only show up to your business because they heard that person B got something from you. They want the same thing person B got, but then you give person A a completely different experience. They're like, well, person B got this experience. Why is my experience different? Now they might not come back to your business because you're inconsistent. Or if person A bought from you last week and they liked your stuff and they come back and buy from you again this week, but then the outcome is completely different. They're like, well, what the hell happened? Last time it was good. This time it's trash. What the hell happened? They might not say anything. They might just not come back. And they'll just go find somebody who is consistent. So that's why you have to be the police of yourself here because a lot of times when people note your inconsistency, they won't tell it to you because a lot of people just don't want to deal with that confrontation. They'll just go find someone who is consistent because human beings are creatures of habit. We like things the same way every time. All that said, a couple things. Number one, text me to get my daily motivation by sending a text to my number right now, which is 305-384-6894. Number two, make sure you are subscribed and rating the show on whatever platform you're listening to this on, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Play, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, Blueberry, wherever you're listening to this, make sure you subscribe to the show to push us up in the rankings. And number three, Go to workonyourgameuniversity.com if you're ready to work with me directly in my group coaching program or do a live call every week, a one-on-one program where I work with you directly on exactly what your challenges are specific to you. And you get access to all of my courses, Work On Your Game System, Bulletproof Mindset, 30 Days of Discipline, ASAP Confidence, 25 Hours, and more, all at workonyourgameuniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre, all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone free of charge. 305-384-6894.